اللي حديث شريف الكمز الصدقة تطفئ غضب الرب الصدقة extinguishes the wrath of Allah تعالى so we have invited the wrath of Allah تعالى with our amal we just consider only salah itself what a situation we have brought about ourselves that we have brought these difficult conditions if we look at salah alone we'll understand that it is only Allah Ta'ala's clemency, it is His mercy that worse has not happened to us. We ask Allah Ta'ala for afiyah from every difficulty, every hardship, every calamity. To understand this just in the context of one hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that how important this is, in one hadith Rasulullah Sallallahu explains, إِنَّ بَيْنَ الرَّجُلِ وَبَيْنَ الشِّرْكِ وَالْكُفْرِ تَرْكَ الصَّلَاةِ that the barrier between a person and kufr and shirk is the leaving out of salah. In other words, a person who has left out salah, then he is already now right at the border. I don't know when he will now hop over. In other words, a person abandons salah. When he abandons salah, then now what's left in him? He has abandoned salah, he's right at the border. You don't know when next he will do something that will now just flip him over. So this is how crucial it is. Now, one is a person has totally abandoned salah, but even missing out one salah, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says in the Hadith Sharif, "Man fatathu salatun fakannama wutira ahluhu wa maluhu." Person who misses one salah, meaning he has missed it in time, didn't perform it out of neglect, out of carelessness. One is something that was beyond his control. He uh, made the effort to try and wake up on time, he had the alarm set, everything was done what was in his means and capacity, but something didn't work out, that alarm, something happened, didn't ring, or sometimes a person was so exhausted that alarm rang, but he just never, he never just heard it, and he overslept, now that was something beyond him, Allah Ta'ala will pardon him, he must make the qaza as soon as he realizes that he's Mr. Salah, he should not delay the qaza in any way, but something that's beyond him, then Allah Ta'ala will pardon him. But how much is really beyond us? By and large, it is neglect, it is careless. Uh, does not, the person who did not come to attend the Salah with Jama'ah in the Masjid, and he is performing it at home, he is not that he is totally missing the salah out entirely, that he did not perform it at all. He is performing it at home, but he did not attend the salah with jama'ah. So Rasulullah is so disturbed about this, so he says that it was my desire that somebody be appointed to perform the salah, to lead the salah in the masjid, and then I would go to the homes of those who are performing the salah at home and did not come to attend the salah with jama'ah, and my desire was to burn down their homes. Now, this is not a minor thing. The expression is very, very major. It's not a minor thing. The expression is very severe. The warning is very severe. That it was my intention to go and burn down their homes. Who is speaking? Rahmatul lil alameen. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam 
who was a mercy unto the entire world and the universe. But he is so affected by this, he is so disturbed by this. Now the question is that what does Nabi Wasallam become disturbed with? What, what disturbed him? Was he disturbed because somebody abused him, for example? So that didn't disturb him. There were the occasions where the Quraysh would compose very, very uh, derogatory poetry against Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Can we imagine Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the greatest of the man, greatest of mankind, greatest of the creation of Allah Ta'ala. And na'uzu billah, this derogatory poetry being composed against him. And this would come to his attention. But he would very, very casually just deflect it and he would say that I don't know who they are talking about. They are talking about somebody else, not me. Because they would, na'uzu billah, distort his Mubarak name as well. So now that name too was something else. Though the intention was obvious, who they were intending, but Nabi Wasallam would say that they are talking about somebody else. He didn't take any effect from that. On one occasion, one person, one Bedouin villager, who didn't have the knowledge of etiquette, didn't people who grew up in that manner in the uh, desert, etc., in the villages far away from the cities, now they just grew up without any etiquette. So they didn't have any idea how to conduct themselves. This person comes and he grabs hold of the shawl of Rasulullah and he says, Murli indak, that the wealth of Allah Ta'ala that you have, give me some from it. Now he pulls the Mubarak shawl in such a way that it hurts Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But what is his response? He smiles at the person. And he says to somebody, give him something. Now these things didn't disturb him. When his daughter, Hazrat Sayyidah Fatima anha, she came with a request that there was a very, very difficult situation at home that she had to take care of all the household work herself and very difficult work, not the kind of work that we can imagine nowadays. Nowadays, a lot of it is by pressing buttons. Those days, everything had to be done right from scratch, let alone just make that roti. First, you have to grind the flour yourself. And like that, that milk had to be, you had to go and milk the animal. Water had to be fetched. And so many things were done in a very, very difficult way. The cooking had to be done on open fire and the smoke, etc. So Sayyidah Fatima, she came to request that there have been some slaves, female slaves as well would have been there. So if some slave could have been given to her to help her with the housework. But what did Nabi Wasallam give her? He, he gave her tasbih Fatimi. He gave her tasbih Fatimi, the tasbih hard to recite, to recite at the time at the time of going to bed, thirty-three times Subhanallah, thirty-three times Alhamdulillah, and thirty-four times Allahu Akbar. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said to her, "This is better for you than a khadim, better for you than a servant." And she happily took it. So this was obviously very difficult on him as well to see that his daughter is having to go through this difficulty. But that didn't disturb him in that manner. Rather, he's giving her this tasbihat. But what disturbed him? 
What disturbed him is that people are performing their salah at home while they should have been in the masjid. That was disturbing him. And what was what disturbed Rasulullah Only that which displeased Allah Ta'ala. Something that displeased Allah Ta'ala, that is what was disturbing to him. So when Nabi Wasallam is sounding such a grave warning, that it was my desire to go and burn down the homes of such people, we can understand from this what is the extent of the displeasure of Allah Ta'ala from this. That a person who was supposed to have been in the masjid and without a valid reason is not there. Now currently we are restricted from the masajid. This is one of the reasons why there should be such a pain in our hearts. That the house of Allah Ta'ala has been now restricted we cannot go. We should be crying in our hearts that, Ya Allah, please open the doors of your masjid again for us. So right now we are in a situation of helplessness in a way, that way we are not able, not able to access the masajid. Most are in the same situation and the same situation. But where the person, when the doors of the masjid were wide open for us, but how much did we take note of that and what percentage of the ummah was filling the house of Allah Ta'ala at the time of Salah? Allah Ta'ala is so displeased with this, that is the reflection in the words of Rasulullah Sallallahu That he is saying that it was my desire to go and burn down those homes. Now if that, this is what? For what? Not for missing out the Salah entirely. Nabi Islam says that I wish to go down to the homes of people who are not coming for Salah with Jama'ah, and they're performing their salah at home. Now this is on missing jama'ah without a valid shari reason. Now this is the point to extract. That if this is the case with missing out the salah with jama'ah, then what is the extent of the displeasure of Allah Ta'ala when a person misses the salah itself without a valid reason? How severe is this? Can we imagine the displeasure of Allah Ta'ala on this? And now when Salah upon Salah, people in numerous homes, when large percentage of the community, when a very great percent of the Ummah is missing out Salah after Salah, and is not even crossing anybody's mind that what am I doing? So how much of the wrath of Allah Ta'ala is being brought down by this action of ours, by missing out Salah? Now in this kind of situation, kind of situation, where we have now been grounded due to our actions. And this is a small little reminder of where we are heading to. But in this situation also, if we do not become conscious of our salah, the time just whiles away, passes by, there is no uh, concern that the time of salah has come now, the first priority now is for me to perform my salah, and we just go on casually without any concern, that is indeed a very dangerous situation. It is inviting the wrath of Allah Ta'ala, where in the midst of a calamity, a calamity also a person is not turning to Allah Ta'ala, and missing the salah itself. Many are now spending late nights because now they're free the whole day and night, the next day they don't have to work. So they're spending the, in some aspect or the other, Allah knows best, some are playing games and doing what not till the late eight hours of the night, people sitting on their phones, and as a result, they're missing their Fajr Salah. Even in these halat and conditions, 
This is indeed a very, very tragic situation. So we need to make sincere tawbah. We need to make tawbah from all the salah we must, and then make the qaza of it. Those who have qaza still left, this is an ideal moment, ideal time to fulfill those qazas. After every salah, before salah, at least two, three salahs qaza we complete, in one day we'll make 15, 20 salahs qaza. Now somebody has sometimes a few months qaza left over, some have one, two years, some have five, ten years, but if we start something, inshallah we'll start getting somewhere. And right now we have such an opportunity, because we have nothing else to do, we have to complete uh, these qazas, this is the time now to take advantage of this. And inshallah with the barakat of turning to Allah Ta'ala with these amal, there is hope that these difficulties and calamities will be uplifted. So in any case, this is something now that we need to become very conscious about our salah and become very, very diligent in the performance of the salah, all the five daily salah, and show our children also performing their salah properly on time. Nobody should be missing their salah. This is an extremely important aspect.